Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, Pels fans, let's talk home security. There's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that's going to cost you a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. I put it together myself in under 30 minutes, you guys, and that's saying something because I am not a handyman. Now, it's a two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award, so you know it's good. It blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home, outdoor cameras, doorbells alert to anyone approaching your home, entry, motion, glass break sensors, garden side. You get to choose whatever it is you want, and you put it together yourself. Now, go to simplysafe.com team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. Now you've got nothing to lose. Just go now and be sure to use simplysafe.com/team. That's simplysafe.com/team. And of course, team is our promo code, so make sure you do it because you want to get those savings. You are listening to the Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search the Bird Calls and subscribe today. What's up, Pels fans? Welcome to another episode of the Bird Calls Podcast. I'm your host and contributor to thebirdrights.com, Preston Ellis. My wife's due date was Monday, for those interested, and we are still waiting on this little sucker. But you're not here to talk about me and the missus. You're here because one of the most wild things we have seen in our lifetime, may ever see, is taking place over 120,000 cases worldwide, as I understand, 1,200 in America, over 30 deaths, uh, including someone was diagnosed with it in the Lambeth House in New Orleans, where my godparents live. Trump has issued a 30-day travel ban from Europe. Uh, the White House is walking back a lot of his comments tonight already, so I'm not going to put those facts out here because I'm not sure if any of them are straight yet. The NCAA has announced their tournament will be closed to fans, and now the NBA season is suspended. Uh, to help us make sense of all of this, we have our editor-in-chief to the birdrights.com, Ali Cosell. Ali, I usually try to put something funny in here. Honestly, man, I'm just sad, and I still feel shocked. Yeah, it's like you're living in the actual event, right? We all are. As to where, like, for instance, the only thing I can compare it to recently is, of course, that earthquake that hit Las Vegas, and we're watching the game, waiting to watch Zion, and, of course, that earthquake hits. And remember that reaction, right? Everybody's like, the game shouldn't be played. David Griffin's talking about things, or the speakers in the overhead, and you're in the swinging. And so we're all screaming for the game not to be played. Well, this is so much bigger, yet potentially a thousand times more devastating, even though we know an earthquake can take lives immediately. Right. But yeah, I'm just happy at the end of the day that all the decisions were reached, uh, all the correct decisions were reached. Right guys. Absolutely. Uh, we also have our fellow contributor uh, as well as contributor to Crescent city sports and host of hard in the paint. David Grubb is here. David, what was your reaction when you saw on Twitter that Rudy Gobert had contracted the virus? It was really, to me, it was just inevitable. 
that someone was going to have it. I, I never thought that any of the precautions early on made any sense. Even if you play the game in an empty arena, the players are out there in the world and they have contact with people. All of these essential personnel that, that they mentioned are out in the world and having contact with people. So it didn't make sense to, to think that you could, could have events and have players traveling throughout the country and running into people the way they do and touching each other, you know, no matter what you, you know, what, though it's not officially a contact sport, people are touching each other constantly while they're playing basketball. This is, this was going to happen. So, I mean, I was just surprised that it's taken as long as it has for it to touch sports. Um, and then, you know, my thing is the rest of these folks who are not canceling events, and I know people are upset and students are upset, you know, at the collegiate level because conference tournaments are being canceled, but you're seeing, you know, universities shut down and send their, their, their students home after the, the spring break and telling them to get prepared for online classes. That's happening here in Louisiana as well, um, with the governor declaring a state of emergency. I mean, this isn't about sports. This is about people. And I don't care, you know, people say, well, you know, the fatality rate for this group is 1%. Like I said, if you're in a room with a thousand people and 10 of them die, if 10 of those people, that's 1% of a thousand is 10 people. And if 10 of those people die and you were in that room, are you going to remember the 990 that walked out or the 10 that did? So that's, that's this whole thing is like how it's not worth any life to try to play a game, you know, to be entertained. What's your entertainment worth? Is it worth somebody dying? And to me, no, it isn't. So I think the rest of these leagues and the NCAA should all be following behind what the NBA is doing and suspending play immediately. And and we just have to deal with it because if we take care of it now and we deal with these things today, and it may be inconvenient for the short term, but I'd much rather that than living in a country of 331 million people and potentially seeing you know, thousands of my fellow countrymen die because we didn't do something early on. Absolutely. Uh, the number one thing I would reiterate to all of our listeners is take this seriously, but obviously don't panic. Um, we, we've we spoken to numerous medical professionals uh, just because my wife is going to be in labor at any point, including one of our good friends who's on the ground floor of this coronavirus team in North Carolina. And even for them, this information is always changing. So we don't have all the answers. I promise you don't have all the answers. So just try your best to continue to be educated. And like Grubb said, this is such an important moment, uh, not just for our country, for our world, for us to all take this seriously and do the best job that we possibly can to not protect ourselves, but to also protect each other. Now, with that being said, Ali, um, I want to ask you where we go from here, because honestly, my wife and I, you know, we're just trying to relax, enjoy our, our few moments before we have a kid and, and we're out at dinner and it's one of our favorite places, usually very busy, was not busy tonight. And then we decided before the Pelicans game, we'd go and we'd watch a quick movie. There was not a single person in the building. This is one of the busiest areas of town. There's no cars in the parking lot. There's just a few 16 year old kids, probably on minimum wage, probably waiting for us to leave so they can go home too. Ali, are we, are we not supposed to leave our house? Where do we go from here? You just nailed it. I think that's just it. You shouldn't leave the house. Um, earlier today, I went and got a whole bunch of water, got the dogs a whole bunch of food and and things, basically good provisions to last for a week or two, because I think that's the key. You just want to limit your exposure to other humans currently, because we are going to go through much worse days. We are on a path that's synonymous. I've looked at charts com- comparing where the United States is currently regarding the number of uh, cases and deaths, which, mind you guys, is, is incorrect. 
they're saying it's about 1,300 or so cases and about 38 or so deaths. But as we know, the United States has been well behind the curve in terms of, you know, attacking this up front, you know, blame the government, blame whoever you want, but, you know, they haven't done their job. So I guarantee there's more cases. That's why, you know, we're going to be learning about in days coming. I'm sure Rudy Gobert is not going to be the only NBA player. There's going to be a lot of other people, Tom Hanks and his wife, you know, they're self-quarantining quarantining themselves, I think, in Australia. So the only way, only thing you can do is really just for the sake of your family, your loved ones, and just every citizen, like David says, even if 10 lose their lives, let's try and prevent as many of those 10 deaths as we can. And the way you do that, just limit the contact, because sooner or later, you're going to get to somebody who has those respiratory problems. They don't have quite the you know immune system the rest of us have. And of course, the elderly. So the best way to combat this, just like other countries are kind of doing it, I hear China's now kind of coming out of it, is to combat it by doing the proper procedures. You wash your hands, you stay home, you limit. Uh, if you don't have to go to work and you can work from home, do it. All those things, just it's out there on the internet. I don't have to tell you, David, Preston, you don't have to. It's out there. The information is out there. Teach yourselves, learn about it, and just take the proper and necessary steps. Now, David, obviously, as a father, your daughter's very intelligent. She can understand what's happening. Um, you you don't have to explain it to her. But there still is this, I don't know, this this dark feeling that she must be experiencing that we're all experiencing. How, how do you communicate this to your family and explain it in a way that, I don't know, is still uplifting? You know, um, it, for my daughter, she she understands it in the big picture, but in the macro sense, you know, she's she wants to, she, she's got fears. I mean, she's 11 years old. She's got fear. She's a kid. She knows that people get sick and that people die. And to her, she just doesn't want it to be us. You know what I'm saying? You know, she's thinking about her grandparents. She's thinking about us and she wants to make sure we're stocked up and she's, she's not panicky about it. No, she's, she's a very, you know, smart young lady. And, and, um, Natalia can be one of the more level-headed amongst the people who live in this house, um, but yeah, she's, she's concerned and she, she's like, can we go to Costco and make sure we have enough things for the weekend? And I said, you know, for the weekend, I said, yes, we'll, we'll take care of those things. And I just, I just let her know, you know, just like with anything, you just let her know that we're going to do everything that we can and that we're supposed to do. And we just remind each other, we see each other. We just remind, have you washed your hands? You know, do you have, um, hand sanitizer with you at school? And so she's, she, you know, she has a bottle in her bag. She has a bottle on her dresser in her bedroom. And we, we just talk about things. I said, look, you know, use your sweatshirt to open up doors and do, do those things. Use your foot to kick, your, you know, to kick the door when you go out of the bathroom or whatever. And it's just, you, you do the little things and you just tell you, you know, you will have to hang out at home. And that's maybe the one good thing about American society is that we do tend to stay home a lot more. Um, so maybe that'll help, but ultimately, you know, I, I just think it's, it's, it's one of those things where you just, it, yeah, it does seem surreal because you didn't expect to see something like this in your life. You know, it's always something that happens somewhere else, like SARS or, or you know, MRSA or whatever. It's, it's always somewhere else, but here it's, it's here and you're seeing the effects of it and you're seeing people get sick. And so, yeah, you just try to remain calm. You try to do the things that you can do. But yeah, you limit everything else, but you just you, you don't treat it as a problem. You just treat it as this is the situation. Yeah, well said. Uh, and thank you. I appreciate putting you on the spot like that. 
Um, Ali, we do have to talk basketball because, I mean, that's the purpose of this podcast. That's the purpose for our website is <laughs> we love basketball. Our listeners love basketball. And one of the hardest parts about this is that something that we all collectively love and cherish and, and can get behind is is now being taken away from us. Now, it may be temporary. We we don't know what the NBA's current decision uh, is, is going to be. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to meet tomorrow and discuss things. Uh, we know, uh, according to Sam Amick, that it was the Pelicans who spoke up first and preferred not to to play, which I Hooray. would assume that everybody would um, would approve of that decision uh, after everything was decided after the Rudy Gobert news. Of course, there was no reason to play the game that night. But still, this is this is something that we're all going to have to accept. Ali, what do we do without basketball? Basically, there's a whole lot to do, right? Care for your loved ones. Make sure that coronavirus does not end up taking a life of somebody you care about or know. Uh, <laughs> I think there's plenty to do, right? Um Grub, should I be telling you to go to the doctor to go get a test? No, that was just dry throat. That was okay. that was nothing there. All, All right. But no, basketball is, is honestly the furthest thing from my mind. You know, when, when this stuff started breaking out, just not even tonight, I didn't really want to write recaps and keep concentrating on articles to put up on the website. Because, for instance, today I was dealing with my mother-in-law and she's living in an assisted living place. And I don't know if anybody has heard, but here in New Orleans, there's uh, a retirement home called the Lambeth House. And to start off this morning, they had one reported case, uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. Then a few hours later, it jumped up to three. So naturally, where my mother-in-law is, they start taking all these necessary precautions. But despite all this, admit all that, th- th- they started like missing out on what they should be doing, right? She never got her dinner, right? So she called me. I'm like, that's unacceptable. So I ran out. As I told some of you guys, I had to go out and get her some McDonald's and stuff just to feed her. But then getting that her that McDonald's was a pain because now they're not allowing visitors uh, unless they get wheeled out to you. But their staff, of course, is overworked. So it's long story short, that's what I'm concerned about. And I think everybody else should. I think there is optimism, right? I just mentioned that China is coming out now. They're on the other side of and they've been what going through this through about roughly four weeks. So if the things are done right, like I said, the precautions, everything is done, then the NBA is going to be able to react to that. So for people waiting on an answer, I hope that you don't get one because an answer cannot be made until we start seeing we're coming, you know, appearing on that other side of this curve to where the cases start dropping down. When you start seeing less reason for such, you know, necessary cautions and and all this stuff, right? So, yeah, Preston, I mean, it's real easy for me. I mean, I miss the basketball and the playoffs. You know, the Pelicans are right in. But you know what? It can wait. Let's just hope that everybody makes it through the other side to where we can all enjoy it together. Now, David, even when the cases start dropping, it's it's still hard to pinpoint just how many cases there are out there unless, you know, everybody in America is getting tested every single day of every single month. So at what point? Uh, obviously, we're, we're not within spitting distance of, of finding a cure. Is there a way you think that NBA games can resume play before a cure is secured, which I think somebody said uh, on Twitter could be anywhere from 10 to 12 months from now? I, I just simply follow the advice of medical professionals. Yeah. You know, the, you get a consensus amongst, you know, the World Health Organization, the CDC, and an understanding of where we are as a country, then, then, then I'll be ready to do whatever you know that's that's who that's the only people i can rely on in this situation i can't trust the judgment of you know people who have business interests you know i can't and i'm not saying that to disparage anyone but 
yeah, people want to make money and that's that's they don't like going through periods where they're not. So they're going to try to find reasons to get back in the business of making that money. I would rather listen to what medical professionals have to say. And if they say this takes three months, then that's what we do. If they say it's over in four to six weeks, then that's what we do. It's the same thing we would do when we wait out an injury exactly. from somebody. When they're gone, they're gone. And so, you know, the things that I'm, I want to be that I'm proud of tonight is, is somebody like Mark Cuban standing up there and saying, I'm going to take care of the workers, the mm-hmm. people who are going to be affected directly by this. I'm going to be fine. I'm a billionaire. You know, my athletes are going to be fine. Their contracts are guaranteed. But the people who work on a nightly basis at these arenas, the people who park cars, the people who take, you know, the programs, people work concessions, the ushers. You know, they're they're impacted by this. The waiters, like you said, at at, at restaurants and stuff, all those people are going to be hit hard and they don't have the kind of margin for error that a lot of people do. So they're dependent on these on these, uh, you know, streams of revenue. So I hope other owners will follow suit. And I hope the United States government will will look out for people who are directly impacted by this financially um, in in ways that are proportional to the impact. You know, not let's just not take care of the companies that lose out. Let's take mm-hmm. care of the people who do. And I think that that's, you know, a, a sign that the NBA is at least thinking about that when Mark Cuban brings that up, because he is an influential voice and he can push uh, other owners to act in this in a similar manner. And I think fans will demand the same thing. And they should, because we've given a lot. You know, this is entertainment, but fans give a lot. And through through money and through tax breaks and all these things that we give to our teams, this is something that they can give back in a time as a, that we're doing this. Like we said, we're all going through this moment together. And however it resolves itself, none of us will forget it. So let's do it the right way. Let's take care of each other in this. And, and I hope the, in, that, like I said, the NCAA, the rest of the professional leagues, the NHL says that they're not ready to make a decision yet. You've already seen these college tournaments. Do let's let's just do it. Let's just shut it down and let the medical people do what they need to do and give them everything that they need so that they can do it as quickly as possible. This is from Ryan Field of ESPN. He said players uh, who have played the Jazz in the past ten days have been asked to self quarantine. Those teams include the Cavaliers, the Knicks, the Celtics, the Pistons, and the Raptors. I'm sure at some point they'll probably ask the teams who have played those teams to also self quarantine. Um, we don't know what's next. Uh, Ali, but do you but Preston, real quick, you got to expand on this. So it's not just the players. Think about all the contact that's made just from one single game from the ball boys to anybody that helps out as, as employees of the arena or the team to then all their families. You know what I mean? This exp- exponential growth of worry is what everybody should consider on why it is so important to start taking action now. So I feel like we're going to go through some hard times because we're late to this party. I think we're going to see those numbers jump because all this has been happening, right? The games have been getting played. And of course it's not just games. It's, it's people going to work every day, like nothing's wrong. And it's a damn shame that the president of the United States was talking about how it was fine less than almost like a week ago to do this 15 cases, no worries. Right. But either way, that's, that's neither here or there at this point. But, yeah, let's not just limit to just the players, right? I just want everybody to realize that this, everybody you come in contact with, it can spread so quickly just because think of how many you individually, how many different people you encounter every single day. 
Yeah, contributing editor to Airways Magazine, Ben Burrup, uh, just said, the team plane that was used to transport the Utah Jazz to Oklahoma City was later used to transport both the Orlando Magic and the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. So you're absolutely right. It's it's impossible to predict where this thing is going to go next. Um, Grub, I, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are disappointed in that they, they want to see how the Pelicans were going to finish this season, um, if Zion could make that improbable run for Rookie of the Year, uh, all manner of storylines. Um, who's to say when this will pick up uh, back up again? Um, but but what are your thoughts on on where the Pelicans were and and where they met this this brick wall right at the point where they were supposed to go on this infamous run we had been promising them? Well, let me address the second part first. Um, if if you recall, uh, about twenty years ago. Um, I think it was 1995, 1994. Uh, Major League Baseball went on strike right before the World Series, you know, before the, the close of the regular season. And that year, the Yankees and the Expos were supposed to be the two best teams in all of baseball. Um, you look at those teams, and they, they felt like that season was taken away. The fans thought that season was taken away. But now, 20-something, 20 years later, we don't think about it. Um, so in the grand scale, I think, you know, t- as time passes, we forget those types of things. We'll forget what we lost out on potentially in that regard. But ultimately, for the first part, I'll say the season's been a success. It's been, it, to me, you found out what you wanted to find out. Did you have a core of young players that you could build around and feel confident in investing in financially? And I think you can answer that question with an unqualified yes. In Zion Williamson, you have a cornerstone player who can score as efficiently as anyone has done so in the last 20 to 30 years. And then you, in Lonzo Ball, you have a, a, a point guard who seems to pet match perfectly with him on both ends of the floor, able to create easy opportunities for that young man to score. You have Brandon Ingram, who's an all-star and is a wing scorer in a, in a league that needs – and requires you to have a dependable wing scorer. And then you also have Josh Hart, who you think can be a super sub for you for years to come. So you've got a core, and then you have these other pieces that could or could not develop. But then again, you also have the future ahead of you with all these draft picks, this potential cap space. So everything that the goals were at the beginning of this season, ultimately, you're going to give them an A+. You found out what you wanted to find out. There were no major injuries during the season. So I think this is you know, is a season that, uh, as a Pelicans fan, you should be encouraged by because whenever basketball resumes, if it's next season or if they do complete this season, then you've got to feel like this is a team that's on the rise. And that's an excellent perspective, David. Why? Because I don't know if you guys saw my tweet, but I heard uh, Adrian – Wojnarowski go on ESPN and basically say, oh, the NBA is optimistic that the regular season at some point is going to start back up. But the thing is, they're most likely going to have a reduced schedule, basically. So they're going to cut games down. And so obviously for Pelicans fans, you don't want to hear that, right? Because they're trailing for that uh, last playoff seed, the eighth seed, to squeeze into the playoffs. And therefore, it's going to just make it that much harder. So we can guess as to how many games they will cut off. It's all. I think it's going to come down to, A, of course, how long the NBA is going to suspend play, and B, when arenas are going to basically be telling the NBA 
when they're not going to be able to fulfill games anymore because they've already made other plans that they can't get around for use of their arenas, right? For once the regular season's over, you've got to think that they would have to overrun, you know, the second week of April by at least a good week or two to try and make up most of these games. If they can't, then yeah, you're looking at a short schedule. So what's that? Oh, just quickly, um, you know, and then local governments have to approve these things too. Because if they're still banning gatherings of a certain size until those governments allow those things, then it doesn't matter what the leagues want to do. Very true. Yep, very true. So that's why I love your perspective. Yeah, this season's already been deemed a success, and it was going to be whether they made the playoffs or not. You have to be ecstatic with that Anthony Davis trade, right? We were hoping for one star, just like Griffin said. He was just hoping to land a potential future all-star, all-NBA type of player in that trade. And looks like he's probably got two, right? The way Lonzo's taken off. But we can save that for another podcast. But like I said, everybody pay attention to what David just said because it's important and vital to have that perspective. Now, David, if games do resume, do you think it'll be at a point where crowds are allowed back into the arena? Or do you think the NBA might find a way in the next several weeks or so once the players and their essential staff have all been cleared to maybe do something straight to television. If they, I mean, again, it depends on what the municipalities have to say if governors or mayors or city councils, however, and whomever makes those decisions says that people can reenter the arenas, then I'm certain the NBA would be more than welcome and more than, than uh, pleased to allow people who to spend money again. Um, but if the television networks can recoup any of their money just by airing those programs and having maybe potentially bigger audiences because these games have been limited in, in attendance and placed in maybe smaller locales, um, you know, just to, to keep the size smaller um, and make it less cavernous for these teams then I think the TV networks would be more than happy to do that. If you could assure that people had to their health. Now, how do you do that? How do you make sure that everybody is healthy on a day-to-day basis? Are you continually testing them? Are you quarantining teams together and making them stay together in the same rooms or, and then how do you manage that in travel? How do you make sure that they're in sterile environments that don't get infected while they're traveling? So it seems to me, logistically until it's clear for everybody it's not clear for the nba real quick i want to piggyback off that and answer your question a little bit more preston in that i don't think the fans will be back at all this season i think the hope is just to get the players back out there and get in as many games of course as you can i think with the fans of course you're opening up that whole risk of exposure all 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 to this again right where to where maybe the first and all these cases would jump back up. So that's going to be probably the big key in all of this. So I'm just be happy if we can get some games going again, right? And the easiest way to do that is by limiting how many people enter that arena and come in contact with, of course, the, the marquee names out there, the players, the coaching staff, et cetera, that are mandatory to get these games played. All right, it's midnight over here, so let's get out of here. Uh, thank you both so much for joining me. Of course, you can follow Ali at Ali Cosell and David at DM Grub. Uh, we'll start with Grub. Talk about what you're doing this week, um, how you're going to be hunkering down. Are you still going to be doing your radio show? Yeah, for the time being. I mean, I, I think I'm, you know, I'm fortunate that my building is relatively um, empty when I'm in it. So um, I walk in by myself. I'm usually in there in my booth by myself. Nobody else uses it during the day, but I will definitely be uh, more aware of how clean I'm keeping my area and 
Mm-hmm. I have my Clorox wipes with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, you know, just trying to do what I'm supposed to do. Um, you know, just not mess with surfaces that I don't know. Um, you know, not use keyboards, things like that. Um, and I wipe my phone down so much more, you know, like I'll do it maybe four times a day, uh, just wiping it down because I put it all over kinds of all over stuff. Um, but the main thing for me is now, honestly, and it's, it's not, it's funny, but it's not, I guess is I'm trying to find content because I'm going to be talking about a lot about the coronavirus. I'm not going to be talking about spring football. I'm not going to be talking about baseball games. I'm not going to be talking. So I'm like, I got to figure out an appropriate balance of, I know people want to be entertained, but there aren't any games being played. So what do you want me to talk about? So that's, that's really my dilemma right now is just, I want to provide a good show. I want to provide something that people want to tune into, but I also can't ignore the fact that, Hey, there's no games. Yeah. Evergreen content, like best moments of a certain performance team or top 10 players at any given position. I don't know, something just to uh, drum up controversy. I know our friends at Saints Happy Hour podcast do their top 30 um, at any position where uh, or bottom 30 uh, in terms of their cornerbacks. Sometimes their worst 30 cornerbacks ever. They've got a tournament and um, their their listeners vote on who they want to advance round by round i don't know uh, a couple of ideas but yeah like what are we supposed to talk about what are we supposed to podcast about what are we supposed to write about ollie what are you going to be writing about i'm going to finish that article that i wanted to get done uh regarding Didi. right in australia they're still playing basketball currently the sydney kings are in the nba nbl excuse me finals but they're down 0-1 uh so i don't know I, there's some if you can find the nbl basketball Somewhere on, you know, some kind of stream, then do it. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't know. We're gonna just gonna, like David said, I don't know. I'm I'm going to try and go with the content to wherever you know the mainstream is kind of talking about and thinking about. Obviously, we'll have time to do reviews and talk about players in the season, but I think we should just be sticking to what's kind of happening now because all that other stuff is gonna kind of fall on deaf ears, right? Nobody's gonna be talking about oh, Lonzo Ball. I mean, who's the most improved player? All that stuff that that can still wait. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to the bird calls. Uh, Of course, if you like what you're hearing, you know the drill. Uh, Do all the usual stuff that I tell you to do. Until now, everybody, or until then, everybody stay safe. Uh, Make sure to get educated. Uh, We'll continue podcasting uh, throughout to give you guys some content. Uh, I imagine we can talk about DD in a week or so. We'll, We'll drum up some stuff for you. And we'll try um, and get some guessing, right, Preston? We'll get Antonio <laughs> yeah, guess, Daniels and a few other people. I guess we'll have plenty of time now. So if there is anything you'd like us to talk about or anybody you'd like us to talk to, please just drop us a line and we'll try our best to get it done. Uh, for now, thanks for listening. Let's dance. Let's go, Pels. for listening to the bird calls on the armchair all-american network if you like what you're hearing please take a moment to rate us on itunes retweet share with your friends and most importantly subscribe today